early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, all right. Welcome back to your favorite show, WGO. You know what's going on. Patty and I are here to talk about a very sensitive topic these days. Vaccines. Patrick. <gasps> are you scared? I am. I'm scared. The government's trying to implant located or microchips. Chips, microchips. Nanobots. Inside of me. I'm taking I've been over taking my over. brain. It's Bill Gates. It's all. Help me. He's the Help one me. behind it. <laughs> I see Bill everywhere. <laughs> He's after me. <laughs> I am Bill. We are all Bill. <laughs> Vaccines, though. Sensitive topic, and I don't really understand why. Honestly, I don't really get it. I I think I, I kind of get it. Just, I don't know. Being someone who doesn't go to the doctor often, yeah. and you are one as well, just mm-hmm. taking medication and different things that you feel like you might not need, I can get where you want to be, where you can be leery about. You know, like I yeah. usually don't take pain medication when I have like a headache or any sort of thing because I'm like, I don't need it. I don't need to put that in my body, that type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like this could be that just on a different level, you know? I guess, see, that my only thought process though is that when you're a child and when you're born, you get vaccines out the ass so that you can legally go to school you have to provide vaccines Mm -hmm. as like you know when you're going into the kindergarten you have to do this so you can do that and it's just i don't know if that's something that's been required for pretty much your whole life and then you get into an adult and something like a whole world pandemic happens (laughs) and they're like hey we have vaccines that's been you know tested been through scientific trials we have a shit ton of scientists that put way more thought into this than you've ever could google research in the evening like i don't know and is it (laughs) i saw a tiktok that made me laugh my ass off i always talk about tiktok on here but someone said you googling stuff does not count as research and then they're just like until you've done like a an actual wait wait wait, wait a minute hold it up are you telling me Uh that none of wgo has been researched i think we've been putting out some big scientific research yeah, we are. We are. A we're the exception to the uh, rule. We're the exception. We've got government approval uh, for this is a scientific certified evidence. Googlers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we remember we are. Uh, we're close with Bill. We got the microchips. He sees what we see. He knows what we're doing. Uh, Bill, if you're listening, we know that you are. Yeah. Uh, send out an email or, or reach us on Facebook and tell everyone you approved of us. <laughs> but no. It's just kind of absurd for the most part. I mean, I can – I don't even know if I could say I could understand. Like, it's – I don't know. Who cares? Like, just get the vaccine, call it good, move forward. That's it. That's just how I feel about it. But I'm also not the, a person who, if you're that adamantly against it, I'm not going to shun you and be like, you're a piece of fucking shit. It's your life too, I guess. Like, if you don't want to do it, sure. I, I don't – whatever. I don't care. I've – talked enough about it i've heard enough about it that i'm just kind of over it at this point you feel me yeah yeah but i I can still kind of get it though like i just feel like 
early in the pandemic, a lot of people were misled with certain information from the government about masks and all of this. And then sure. there have been different mandates on having to do this and that. So I feel like a lot of people just don't trust what's said by the government anymore, more so than they have in the past. So I feel like there's just been a lot of compounding effects. Yeah. And, and I say all this trying to play devil's advocate. I did get the vaccine. So, like, <laughs> I, although I may sound like I'm trying to play against it, I did end up getting it. But I can see go. why people might be hesitant to get it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's a horse apiece and whatever. Like I said before, I'm not too, too. Yeah, if you don't want to get it to the point then that I'm going to yell whatever. at you. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. It's your life. You do you, boo. It's all good. Are you gonna get the booster? Uh, I think I'm gonna actually legally have to get the booster for mm. my new position. I also have to get a flu shot, which is something I haven't done in I have no idea how long. Really? So that yeah, I oh. legally have to get a flu shot and then. Show well, no, that. the fact that you like, have never gotten one. No, I've gotten a flu shot. Back as like a child. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, That's almost never. Yeah. But I have, I probably have not gotten a flu shot in close to a decade, maybe. Wow. I would say, pretty, pretty easily. I do have a funny flu shot story that you know about, though. <laughs> in between that past decade, the only other time that I almost got a flu shot was a heavy drinking night where I thought, tipsy me, thought it would be hilarious to run inside of a hospital at like one a.m. and then yell at the receptionist that I want a free flu shot and then run away giggling. So. <laughs> that is about pretty as close hilarious. to a, a flu shot that I've gotten <laughs> in the last ten years, but now I have to get it for the for the job. So it's what it is. Did you have allergic reactions? Is that why you haven't gotten it, or you just felt you haven't needed? I don't. It? Yeah, I just felt like I haven't needed it. So I mean, same I, I ideas and beliefs as everyone else that doesn't want the COVID vaccine, but yet you don't understand it. it. Okay. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't know. But also, I feel like because uh, there's something like the flu shot. There's a bunch of different strains of the flu that are like currently prevalent in that year's flu season, per mm -hmm. se. And you only get one of them. So it only protects you from a certain percentage of you know flu. I mean, viruses. that's kind of what's happening with COVID right now. I know, yeah. Well, well now that COVID's kind of spreading around, there's a bunch of them. Well, is there? I think there's only two major ones i, I don't there know were, there could be i thought there were more, i'm sure there's strains out it. the ass we're all dying either way <laughs> is what it is get facts don't get facts up to you your life your decisions and here we are what's going on <laughs> so how do vaccines work we'll have to get into what they actually try to prevent and then we can get into the apparently many different types of them to start they basically just try to simulate an attack on your body so your body can respond to it better. There are a number of different white blood cells in your body that help to protect everything from different viruses or germs. And there are three main types, microphages, B lymphocytes, and T lymphocytes. Lymph I don't know how to say lymphocytes. that word. Lympho lymphocytes. There we go. <laughs> you went deep into the biology of it. I I went very general terms, so I'm excited to to hear. Oh, about okay. This. So the macrophages are basically the right? 
Yeah, they swallow and digest germs and dead or dying cells, and they leave behind the parts of the cells called the antigens, which is how your body identifies what is dangerous and what it kind of needs to attack. 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 And so (laughs) the B lymphocytes, lymphocytes, I forgot how to say it already, (laughs) are the defensive white blood cells, and those are the ones that actually produce the antibodies which are used as a defense mechanism in your body and then the t lymphocytes are the cells that actually attacks other cells that have been infected and so the first time your body gets infected with a germ or virus it can take multiple days to actually start to become better because your body has to go through the process of attacking the infected cells producing antibodies from the antigens that are left behind and then once that happens your body produces t lymphocytes as more memory cells that can attack a future infection when they recognize something similar in the future that's mainly it yeah that's all that white blood cell work i'm impressed i i should have gone deeper into that I simply was just looking into different because there's different types of vaccines and how they kind of distribute mm-hmm. that information to the white blood cells. Some of the most common ones include inactivated vaccines, live attenuated vaccines, messenger RNA vaccines, subunit, recombinant, polysaccharide, conjugates, toxoid, and viral vector vaccines. Now, I didn't even know that there were so many, honestly. I knew that there was just a handful, but I didn't know that there was going to be that many actual vaccines. And I was reading what each of those are usually used for, and there were so many diseases that I've never even heard of. I'm like, I didn't know we had a vaccine for some of these (laughs) things, I feel like. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I get, you're right. There's a couple of them here that I don't really know. Like rotavirus, I don't think I've heard of. Yeah. Or rubella, I don't really know what that one is either. No, me either. <laughs> Everything else is pretty... It's up there, though. I think diphtheria was another one. I may have heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. I got you. So just a couple of... I don't know. We'll go into the actual vaccines and what they actually are, the differences. So inactivated vaccines are vaccines that are actually killed versions of the germ that causes a disease. And some actual diseases that have used this type of vaccine are hepatitis A, the flu shot, polio shot, and rabies. But the problem with this is that it doesn't provide as much immunity since Mm -hmm. it's not live and so it's harder for the white blood cells to actually get those antibodies produced and so sometimes you need to get some booster shots in order to keep an ongoing immunity against these diseases real quick we already dove into vaccines should we figure out the first one was that what do you think polio polio's first vaccine right i don't think it was the first one but i know it was one of the first big pushes for one let's see i don't think i wrote down what the the first First one was so Also, just think about, (laughs) we already have a lot of people that have problems with vaccines now. Imagine the very first one that came out. The first one? Where some doc's like, hey, we're going to put this disease inside of you intentionally. And you're like, wait, 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 Especially if it was like a live attenuated one. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, wait. So it's still dead, right? And you're like, no, 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 it's a live one. This guy's kicking, bro. (laughs) And the first guy, too. Remember that? Imagine that first guy who's like all right we have no idea what this does to you we don't know if we're literally going to be destroying your i'm body, sure they did a lot of research on, on rats you know mice why is it always rats that. 
when we test things. It's I know they're, they're, it can mass produce and stuff, and it's easy to I don't know contain. Is that why yeah. that's it? I think so. Is their structure that similar to humans though? Because I know that there's some things that are lost between you know different animals and in in human reaction. Do they do other animal experiments, or I'm sure are mice really the only ones that we deem okay to do that? I'm on? sure that there's a bunch of different ones, but I honestly think it's simply just easily contained and mass populated. Yeah, that'd be my assumption. We can look into that too before we go even deeper into some actual <laughs> definitions. <laughs> Let's look it up. First vaccine. I'm shooting out polio. What do I, what are you shooting out real quick? Let's see. I don't think it's polio because I think that was in the 30s maybe or 50s. I don't 50s. know. 50s. I, I had that written down. It was in the 50s. I don't think that was the first one, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what the first one might have been. It's gonna maybe, maybe it gonna, was against the Spanish flu. You're gonna get. <laughs> I have no idea. You're gonna get upset once you figure it out. Dig deep. Is it? Dig is deep. it polio? No. I will give you that. That's your hint. Not polio, way farther back. Just the flu vaccine? No, you get one more guess. I'm trying to figure out a way to hint this without... It's something... Obvi- uh, majority of this... this... Chickenpox? Is that... You're so no? close. Well, that, that was my last guess, apparently. Smallpox. According to these arbitrary rules. Oh, smallpox. Yeah, smallpox vaccine. First vaccine I don't even know developed. what that is. I, it's just chickenpox, but tiny. <laughs> oh, doesn't sound that bad. No, no, no. It's actually really cute. I think we should go get some. No, I don't really know what smallpox does either. I've heard a lot about it from like older generations. But shout out. Yeah. Uh, 1796, British doctor Edward Jenner demonstrated that an infection with a relatively mild cowpox virus conferred immunity against the deadly smallpox virus. Wow. Boom. He figured that shit out. In the 1700s. <laughs> Dang. I know. We've been grinding it out for, for centuries. I can't believe that people, like you said, would be willing to do that, especially back then. I know. That's insane. I just want to know more information on it. I'm seeing that the next big one didn't happen until 1885, so wow. like 90 years later, and that was for the rabies vaccine Ooh. by Louis Pasteur. Shout out. Is he the... I feel like we have said this name before. Louis Pasteur? I don't know. I'm starting to get to the point where we've done so many episodes that every time I say someone's name, I'm just like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I know. I've mentioned that before, too. So that could definitely be it. But I swear this look guy at, has been him. on a past Look into him. What else has he done? I will. Smallpox, though. If you don't know what it's like, like me, flu-like symptoms can experience a rash that appears first on the face, hands, and forearm, and then later appears on the trunk. I don't think it's like chicken pox where it's like little circle or bumps. I wonder. I want to know what the fatality rate of it, though. Oh, it was about 30% back in the day. Holy crap. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty high. Oh, you're talking about the, the disease. I thought you were talking about the vaccine. I'm like, that's <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Oh, yo, it's the first vaccine ever. 30% chance you'll die. Who wants <laughs> It's it? actually worse than the smallpox. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I want to know if there's a record of the first patient who received the vaccine. You don't think it was the the inventor, Edward no way. Jenner? You, there's no fucking way that he... Yeah, no, 
Definitely not. I found it already. <laughs> okay. If you're the doc who thinks that you've got this in the bag, but you do make a fucking mistake, but you're so close to making this, like there's no there's no way you would risk losing all of that information or at least yeah, that yeah. history. No, but instead they decided to choose a fucking eight year old child. Oh good. <laughs> I think children might have been Isn't his son or something? No. Like his kid. I'm looking oh. into it right now, but they don't have uh, shared the same last name, so I'm gonna assume not. Shout out to James Phipps, a boy of the age of Who eight. changed the world. Yeah. James, if you're listening from from the heavens and we know that you are, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I wanna know how who picked that child? Whose family was like my child to do it? How do they how do they do that? It was definitely Hunger Games style. Someone got selected and then oh that little kid was like, I volunteer as tribute. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, he was the one who invented pasteurization, which I think we talked about in our yeast episode. Oh shit. Is this our first double? I think so. What's his name again? Our first return guest on the pod. Oh my god. <laughs> He's killing it, dude. Too many inventions, too many things. Oh, my God. At this point, there was already some understanding that working with cattle had the possibility of kind of being diseased with cowpox or smallpox. And <laughs> in ni- or excuse me, 1796, Sarah Nelms, who is a local milkmaid, contracted cowpox and went to Jenner for treatment. And Jenner took this as an opportunity to test his theory so he took the eight-year-old son of his gardener, and he took material taken from cowpox lesions on Sarah's hand, and basically injected it into into the no soil. No way! <laughs> he didn't do anything to it. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what he did. Holy crap! I don't know what he actually did to change this but the child did get a mild fever and expected a local lesion where the injection was but he recovered after a few days and then after that oh my god he did he infect him with smallpox afterwards yeah after two months he infected him once again except on both arms and they had no effect so the boy was now immune What about why? What? How did he convince that gardener to not only do it to not him but his child, and then twice? Yeah, and then a second a- after, time. after he, he made he him had... sick the first time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I borrow your kid again? Holy shit! But now that child went down in history. I don't know what he did to the actual disease, though. I hope it was nothing. That would have been, well, see, but if it did nothing, then it would have just made him sick, right? Like I know, I know. I don't know what he did. He did something to weaken it. Oh, interesting. So it looks like there was some sort of understanding. I don't know if he did the first vaccine. I'm confused because it says that they were testing in earlier years before 1796 the use of a cowpox vaccine as an immunization for smallpox in humans. So there's some sort of transfer from cowpox to smallpox in humans, and I wonder if that's just like a different, you know, the mRNA, like rewriting itself when it actually infects a human. So it seems like he infected the child with cowpox, and then the second time around, he infected him with smallpox, but the body was already adjusted. Either way, he's putting various diseases inside of a child. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it sounds like it wasn't technically a vaccine. It was more of kind of like uh, the old adage of rub some dirt in it yeah. so you kind of build up your system a little bit. <laughs> We're just going to throw a bunch of shit at your child, Mr. Gardner, and uh, we'll figure it out. If he, if he gets sick or not, then we'll document it. I'm just amazed that two different diseases yeah. could be so similar that one could basically protect you from the other if now when we get a disease we can't even prevent all of that disease like a flu vaccine yeah yeah i don't know maybe it was just easier times well i know that other like viruses and things right now are definitely uh i mean they're getting smarter and harder to be able to protect against simply because of all of the they're planning yeah Bill Gates, he's behind it, actually. <laughs> Bringing him oh. back, yeah. No, I was talking about the viruses. They're all having <laughs> some ideas on how to infect everybody. Well, they got a whole whiteboard up, and they're doing, like, that X's and O's thing. They're they're drawing up the a strategy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're inside they're of gonna, a huddle. They're going to get inside. They're in a huddle inside of a locker room just planning to take over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so that was the first vaccine. What else did we have? I know we had another question, and I'm upset that we forgot. Oh, I forgot. We had one more question. What the fuck was it? I don't remember another question. Oh, we had two things to look up. And we'll be back after these messages. Yeah, shout out to Anchor. I hope you guys love that ad right there. We've been playing it for a little while. <laughs> we remember during the break the question that we also had. It was only 10 minutes ago, but it's early How do you make a and... podcast easily? <laughs> and we answered anchor. it. We answered it ourselves. How great is that? <laughs> no, we asked before, why rats? Why rats as the main testing uh, excuse animal? Excuse me, it's mice. Oh, uh, fuck Please. me. Lab mice. That's They're not even insult. real mice anymore. They're all like they're all white, right? They're like albino now. I think so. I don't know why. It's so strange. I guess when you're just being tested on, you don't really need any kind of scary attributes. So why mice? And is there any other I'm sure back in the day we tested on a fuck ton of animals, but yeah. I think mice have taken over. And why is that the case? Let's Google it. What the fuck? So I'm seeing the first thing that I saw as soon as I Googled that is that researchers study rats and mice because they're very similar to people genetically. <laughs> but aren't majority of animals probably pretty similar to us genetically? Yeah. I know that there's slight differences for sure. But uh, I mean, they're, I feel like rodents. it kind of goes back to how small they are. Like it's easier yeah. than an orangutan to keep. <laughs> Come here, buddy. We're going to put, put some fucking cowpox in you, dude. <laughs> so yeah they're relatively inexpensive and can be bought in large quantities from commercial producers there we go and that's a that's another reason they're also generally mild temper and docile making them easier for researchers to handle yeah and it is helpful that their lifespan is only two to three years in general so through testing you can actually get several generations of mice to be observed in a relatively short period of time and around 95% of all lab animals are actually mice and rats. Wow. That's crazy. But apparently, yeah, they're just super close to us genetically and kind of what we were guessing before. Just cheap. They don't live long and boom. Whoa. And it seems like similarities have been getting even closer as there's a new breed of genetically altered mice called transgenic mice that carry genes that are similar to those in humans that cause human diseases. How the fuck? <laughs> we got human mice growing out here, y'all. They're going to start talking to us soon. Damn, they're learning sign language and stuff. We're 
My God. What do you think a mouse would sound like? Because on Tom and Jerry, the mouse never speaks. I know. A tiny little high voice. Yeah. Some like Elvin and the, the Chipmunks. Oh, God. Yes, just like that. <laughs> just like that. They're actually all going to start harmonizing. We're not. They're going to start speaking in, in song oh. before they actually talk to us. How, cra- how crazy would that be <laughs> of a day in the lab? You come regular Wednesday. You turn around. You're about to inject cowpox into a, a mouse for no reason. It's basically eradicated. And three mice stand up. They just start harmonizing and just start singing to you. What would you do? <laughs> they they put on a whole tap dance routine and everything. They got little Holy hats. Shit. They got yeah, hats and canes and stuff. <laughs> One's got like a weird smoker's voice. <laughs> Please don't infect me. <laughs> they just got a whole acapella going. And then there's one big rat that comes in with a deep, low voice. Yes, yes. The whole, it just starts off as three. And they have like kind of like little solo pieces and stuff. And then the whole lab starts going. There's just you and these mice in a in a room. And they surround hundreds, you. The, some hundreds. of them escape oh, and they're singing from different parts around the room. It's like the Shrek scene where Fiona sings so high the bird pops, except there's just so many rats singing at such a high pitch your eardrums explode they actually take out scientists now you have to look out for it those genetically altered mice (laughs) they're coming for us oh my god mouse gates out here so yeah that's my (laughs) mice (laughs) you think that's part of the new york rat gang that we were talking about before i think that's how it started i think we just found the origin of them Oh, the origin of the New York Rat Gang. It started with songs singing <laughs> in a laboratory. <laughs> so if you ever buy a sewer system and you start hearing on-beat little rat snaps, that's when you know you're in trouble. you got to get out of there. That or you're going to have Pennywise the Clown coming after you. Oh, my God. Pennywise is also a government study. Pennywise was altered and created by the government to attack New York rat gangs. They took rat DNA and infused it into a human. Oh. And for some reason, he was obsessed with clowns, and that's what happened with Pennywise. And then they threw him down in the sewers, and now he lives off of seeing New York rat gang rats. So it's a, it's a huge thing. Bill Gates really doesn't want us to know about this, but uh, but we know, found he out funded and this, we're bringing yeah, it to Yeah, he funded you. this program, and this is what we do here at What's Going On at WGO. So you're learning from the best right now, y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Who knew we would get into that and vaccines? This is why we do it, y'all. All right, so back to how vaccines actually work. We've only given you one. What do you want to know about next? Live attenuated mRNA or... Toxoid. I don't even know if I have Toxoid on here. We could go with live attenuated. All right. Live attenuated vaccines are the weakened form of the germ, except that it's actually alive, which is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Natural infection that helps prevent or create a strong and long-lasting immune response. Usually just one or two doses of this live vaccine, and you'll have like a lifetime of protection, which is very nice. Though there are some limitations to this. They can only contain a very small amount of the weakened live virus. <laughs> Otherwise, obviously, you're going to get affected. Also, mentally, a lot of people have issues with infecting themselves with live attenuated vaccines. I so you have to kind of get over that, that, that hump. 
and they have to be kept cool so they don't travel very well. So, which means that they can only be used inside of countries with limited access to refrigerators, which nowadays isn't as big of an issue, but it's still a pretty big issue. They got to be cool as a cucumber. Oh, God. Shout out to us. <laughs> yeah, they actually just put cucumbers, or they put the vaccine inside of cucumbers, and then you have to eat that cucumber. Oh. And that's how you get it in there. That, that's why I must have such good natural immune responses. There you go. Cucumbers you are go. delicious. Yeah, cucumbers are perfect. All cucumbers are infected with vaccines. Well, you didn't know one that? thing I did want to mention is that <laughs> live versus the inactivated ones. The inactivated, you usually need multiple doses just because it is usually less effective in actually providing an immune response for your body because it is not alive. Yeah. I think you kind of mentioned that, but it usually requires more doses than the live attenuate vaccine. Gotta love that. You gotta get those boosters, baby. One thing that I was curious about, though, is it, it, it kept talking about weakened virus, and I was like, how the fuck do you weaken a virus? Yeah, I and- know. Just pull so off I wanted its to legs. look into that. Yeah, yeah. You you beat the crap out of it. Oh. You get a white blood cell that doesn't actually finish the job. He just kind of he's lazy, so he just kind of like you know picks on him a little bit, makes him feel bad about himself, just breaks his poor, legs, poor self esteem. He's like and then he's in the mob. He he breaks yeah. his legs and he's like, next time I'm coming for you, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so I looked into it just a little bit, and there's a handful of different ways that all deals with virus blueprints or genes. It still blows my balls that we know how to do this, but uh, there's ways that you basically, I don't, I don't even know how the fuck they're doing this, but they're they're messing with the genes of the virus so that when it replicates, it's not a solid replication, and so there's going to be like cell adaption, which creates like specialized cells to grow normally, so it's not as effective in its job. And there's a couple of ways to change the blueprint, but it. It's very hard. I, I think each vaccine and each virus kind of needs its own special treatment. One way to destroy the blueprint of the polio vaccine was actually treating the polio virus with chemical formaldehyde. And this permanently like destroyed certain genes of the virus. And so it wasn't able to perfectly replicate itself. And then they would take those genes put it in like a solution and then inject it into peeps, which is wild. Or you just take parts of a virus so you can kind of like split it, splice it, if you will. And that's how they created the hepatitis B vaccine. Basically just like cut it in half. Then you get a half and you get a half. But (laughs) That's insane that you could splice it though. A microscopic uh, organism? Bro, I... You're fucking telling me, dude. Uh, imagine I don't the steady hands you need for that. Jesus. It, it was actually a rat. A doctor. <laughs> a rat doctor. <laughs> that's how. He had those tiny paws. He wanted to and stop living how, in the like, sewers. Yeah. He, he was yeah, tired of the, yeah. the criminal life. You remember Stuart Little? It was fucking him. Wow. He did it, dude. <laughs> that's why he had such a snazzy little car. I he was know, loaded. Dude, I know. Yeah, he was. He was. He even had a cool little parking spot and stuff. It was great. <laughs> so yeah that's that one so some of the more popular live attenuated vaccines are measles mumps rubella and chicken pox i was mm. wondering did you ever get chicken pox as a kid no, no. i have not did you get the vaccine I'm, I'm sure i've got the vaccine i think it's almost like you have to get the chicken pox vaccine really does that prevent it now. because i got chicken pox 
As yeah, that's kid. another thing. Vaccines, by the way, aren't a foolproof plan. I think it definitely helps, especially with like herd immunity, which is something I wanted to talk about. But not guaranteed. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks vaccines are guaranteed. It ain't true. It just gives you an extra layer of protection. You get to put on some armor of nothingness, and <laughs> you're golden. A little bit stronger. I did not get chicken pox, hmm. but I know I have the chicken pox vaccine. You have the vaccine and the pox? I don't know if I got the vaccine. I had the pox. Oh. Got that, the pox. That's what I'm wondering. How old were you when you got the pox? I don't even remember this. You must have been a youngin. Yeah, I think I was in kindergarten or preschool. Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds terrible. It was not fun. <laughs> no, that sounds horrendous. I know that if the later you get the chicken pox, though, the more dangerous it is. Yeah. Because so, then it can turn into uh, shingles. That's what it is. I thought that was if you had the chicken pox already you can get shingles later i think maybe i think we're both wrong oh i think good. shingles is similar to chicken pox i don't fucking know we could look it up i guess is shingles a form of chick is chicken pox plus just shingles oh shit i think you're right yeah once you've had the chicken pox the virus lies inactive in nerve tissue near your spinal cord and brain years later the virus may reactivate as shingles yeah Good. So you get you could have the shingies, my guy, if you really want it. Oh, that's good. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I did need a new roof. Maybe I could put some of those shingles up there. There we go. There we go. You just get the shings, peel it off of your skin, and then put it on top of your house. There we go. Interesting decoration for Halloween. That's for sure. You got some time. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And that's the live attenuated vaccine. Some other ones are mRNA vaccines, which I think so. mRNA vaccines make proteins in order to trigger an immune response is from what I'm kind of understanding. I think that's specifically for COVID-19. I don't know if that's something new ish. I think it is newer. Both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are mRNA vaccines. Which I, gotcha. I saw provided a recipe for your cells to make proteins. So basically, cells take up the mRNA, makes a protein from it, which it displays on its surface. So the immune system can build a response to it. Basically, that is the antigen that the body needs to actually be able to build up a white blood cell response. Hmm. mRNA vaccines. Dude, it's crazy that there's so many different ways to just make your body prepared. Yeah. One good thing about it is that unlike live vaccines, it's actually non-infectious and doesn't have a concern for DNA integration. So Okay. No risk of causing the disease. Yeah, yeah. There there's minimal concerns of like contamination or other bad results because of it. So if you're sitting on the fence of getting the vaccine, I hope that helps. I hope you heard that and you're thinking, ah, not too bad. Because I know a lot of people are super skeptical about getting the vaccine because I feel like a lot of people think that it's going to somehow weaken their immune system and they're going to get it that way. I don't, that's just things that I've personally heard other people say mm-hmm. is what it is. I don't know. <laughs> other ones that we've talked about are subunit, recombinant, polysaccharide, and conjugate vaccines. All of those are vaccines that I guess it seems to the use specific pieces of the germ like it's protein or sugars or capsid, which is the casing around the germ. And I think each vaccine weakens that piece of the germ so that it's still harder for it to replicate and then is easier to be destroyed or killed off by your white blood cells. 
or it looks like they simply remove that piece from the germ in itself and then inject that into your body so it has very low risk of actually oh wow okay it, yeah so the, it, it takes just one piece of that germ and then they inject it into your body and so since it's so weakened or it's just a piece of it there's no way of it actually properly replicating and so these can be used on almost everyone who needs them including people with weakened immune system or long-term health problems that's pretty cool actually vaccines that it's been used with are hib I don't know what the heck that is. That was another one that I had never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) HPV, I know, was a big one that was really getting pushed back when I was first getting to college. Whooping cough, pneumococcal disease, I think that's pneumonia, meningococcal, meningitis, and shingles. Look at that. Oh. I didn't know that there was a – oh, I think I knew there was a shingles vaccine. I didn't know that. that Maybe I should get that. (laughs) Yeah, you might want to. Limitation on this, though, is that you might need booster shots for that ongoing protection simply because it is just one piece of the actual virus. So I wonder if the booster actually has – do you think you'd get the same piece or do you think it would be a different piece? I don't know. It might just kind of be the same thing and it's just a re-up so your body kind of remembers, oh, yeah, these are the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Do you get your boosters on anything like tetanus or anything like that? I don't know. I, I feel like I've made a fun at the docks, and they're always like, oh, got to get a booster. And I'm like, sounds good. I don't really give a shit. I've never like said no. Yeah. But it's also been a very long time since I've gone to the dock. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. Tetanus, I know you're supposed to get every 10 years. I don't remember the last time I got it. I think the last time I went to the doctors, I got a shot. I don't know. Maybe I got a call. See if I need a boost. Who are you going to call? Boosty every now and again. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Your doctor. Your doctor. (laughs) Booster shots. Other vaccines. So what I'm seeing here is that toxoid vaccines use the toxin that's made by the germ that causes the disease. So your immunity response is to the parts of the germ that cause the disease and not the germ itself, which I'm it's a little confusing on. I don't know how, but maybe the actions of the germ or so, like if the, I don't understand how that happened without just getting the whole germ in itself. Yeah. Just targeting its, its product versus its actual body. seems like it's only limited to diphtheria. Oh, diphtheria. Fuck me. And tetanus, which I know tetanus is pretty rough. And that's one that we definitely have all heard of. Good old lockjaw. I don't actually know what actually happens if you get tetanus. Trouble breathing, painful muscle spasms, holy shit, that are strong enough to break bones. What? um, Can cause paralysis. There's actually no cure to tetanus, so that's good. Oh. Um, Getting vaccinated is the best way to prevent it, and I know it's a thing called lockjaw where you, like, start biting down on your fucking teeth, and it actually gets, like, locked there. You can't, like, fucking open your mouth. It sounds fucking terrible. Damn. Shout out to the vaccine, though. Deaths from tetanus in the United States have dropped by 99% since 1947. I think it's virtually gone for the most part. Yeah. I am seeing, okay, so the toxoid vaccines use toxoids as antigens to produce the immune response. 
And by doing that, the body is able to form an immune response from the original toxin. But since it is a weakened form of that toxin, it cannot lead to any toxicity or disease. And these vaccines actually travel better than most other vaccines just because they're not as susceptible to damage from temperature or humidity or anything like that. I gotcha. Well, that's good news. And that's toxoids. And I think one of the last ones that we have here is viral vector vaccines, which have been recently used for Ebola outbreaks, like Zika, flu, HIV as well. And some of those technologies have been used to make COVID-19 vaccines. Trying to figure out how it works, though. Wait, what one was that one? I only had five main types. Oh, so maybe this one's not a main. Viral vector vaccines. This one's pretty interesting. It seems like they have modified versions of a different virus as a vector to deliver protection. It's a little two-for-one-er. Okay, so the viral vector vaccine basically helps the body produce a harmless piece of a virus in order to produce an immune response in your body. And in the case of COVID-19, it makes the spike protein. So your body basically displays that spike protein on the surface so your immune system can recognize that and builds up the the antibodies necessary to fight off an infection in the future. Yeah. And this is the, I guess, technology that's used in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Gotcha. That's why it's a one and done. I'm curious. So the harmless version of a different virus, is that the encasing? Is that the body of the virus? And then the information is on the inside of the body of the actual virus you're protecting against? Or is it the body of the virus that you want your white blood cells to see and then react to? And then it's got a harmless DNA of a different virus on the inside. I don't really know. Either way, it's one of those two. (laughs) So yeah, it looks like it is from a different virus. So we have the DNA of the actual thing you're trying to make a vaccine for, and then that is carried within a harmless adenovirus. I'm not sure what that is. And that virus is modified so that it's harmless to you, but Mm -hmm. then the actual DNA that you're looking to get delivered is still inside of it. Okay. So it's basically a little storage shell for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little shipping container, if you will. It's actually the UPS of viruses right there. <laughs> Two days or less. What can, what can Brown do for you? Overnight shipping straight to the straight to the immune system. That's what the lab rats always wanted. <laughs> they were I actually. I, I like that they are called lab rats. Scientists and stuff. Like that's pretty that's a pretty clever nickname for someone who does testing on rats. I actually I've never really thought that deep into it until until this episode. I can appreciate that. Wait, is that a nickname for scientists? I haven't ever heard I've, that. I I've heard of lab rats. Have you not? Well, I've heard of lab rats referring to actual lab rats. I think I've heard lab rats as a nickname. I've also heard or maybe I'm just thinking, I don't know. Maybe I'm lying on my ass. But I've heard Lab... I don't fucking know. There's also a TV show called Lab Rats. Oh. Maybe I'm getting that. I'm getting confused. I'm getting scared. I'm getting lost. I'm getting vaccinated. Anything else from vaccines, my good sir? Oh, yeah. I wanted to get into vaccines gone bad. We can't only talk about one side of the story. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there's actually another thing I wanted to talk to you about as well. We're not even close to fucking done. 
So basically when polio was kind of running rampant in the 1940s and early 50s, there was a rush to get out the vaccine, sort of similar to what we (laughs) have going on now. And (laughs) Jonas Salk was able to make a vaccine and basically there was a national demand to kind of get everyone immunized as quickly as possible. So Cutter Labs was supposed to make the vaccine, which was supposed to be an inactivated form of the virus, but they actually produced it with a live virus. And so in that case, there were 120,000 kids that were given it. And that caused Jesus. 51 of them to be paralyzed, five died, and then oh, 40,000 of them got a minor illness from it. But because of that, there were a lot of new regulations that were produced in order to kind of check these things before they were I hope so. They were put out. <laughs> My God. Well, I'm glad. There's, uh, there's probably not too many stories of that actually happening, right? I would hope. I would assume. I would pray. So there was another rush to vaccinate in 1976 for H1N1. And during that time, 45 million people got vaccinated. But due to the rush, some of the safety standards kind of got ignored. And one manufacturer made the wrong strain, which basically in children had adverse reactions. And then in some people, it had... No immune response, so you kind of thought you were vaccinated, but you really weren't. Yeah, you weren't. Okay. That is the only other kind of big story that I had. Well, that's good. Maybe we had some people on the fence, and now I feel like we do not. (laughs) I mean, come on. I understand there's a big rush and stuff, but you you can't cut the corners when you're dealing with medical issues, especially something this kind of intense. We're talking about diseases here. I feel like out of everything in life, that's something you don't want to just blow past. Take your time. Figure it out. We'll try and survive as long as possible. But for the love of God, let's keep those regulations up. Let's keep those. (laughs) Let's keep the laws fucking working, please. Goodness gracious. I hated that. (laughs) Yeah, just to make you think twice about it. Well, too late. I've already got the Dern in me. Oh, I know. Dern for life. I also wanted to talk about, is there still, like, I've heard things like there's a vault that the CDC has of just the last bits of viruses. Is that true? Oh, yeah. There there are a ton of different places like that. That's crazy, isn't it? That we just, that we just store it? Well, I'm th- I think there are gigs. a lot of labs that work on different viruses all the time, too. I know that's why a lot of people originally were thinking there was a lab in Wuhan, China, that actually caused COVID, whether intentionally uh-huh, or yeah. not. But yeah, yeah, there are a number of different research facilities that do work with That's so sketch. with viruses all the time. That's so sketch. Just a, <sighs> at any point something just happens in that lab, everything vials bust open, people infected running rampant. If you have anxiety, turn the pot off. You're fr- <laughs> is what it is. But you know, I don't know. There are a number of safety standards in order to prevent that. I guarantee that there's more than we can even fucking account for or imagine or think up right now. Probably it takes you like once you get to the office there, it probably is like an hour or something in and an hour out because you got to go through like probably a whole cleaning process, guard protection, everything. So I don't know. I would not want to work. I understand in that environment though. (laughs) No, I'm okay. I'm okay as well. Somebody else can do that. 
Also, the amount of schooling that you'd need to be able to do any of the shit that we're talking about is ungodly. I don't know. Some, Probably got it. Someone back in the 1700s just took one virus and infected it <laughs> into some little kid. Doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> well, that guy was just... I don't fucking know. Times have changed. <laughs> he was a visionary. He's not he's grabbing... No one's grabbing just one sick patient, rubbing him on another child, and it was just like, all right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Come on. It worked one time. <laughs> Maybe it'll work again. Who knows? Oh, my God. Well, vaccines, y'all. I hope you guys at least got a couple of chuckles, maybe learned a thing or two. Maybe got a little more afraid of vaccines. Hopefully. Maybe your fear. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Or maybe your fear was quenched, starved. Your fear annulled. was quenched? What? Yeah. <laughs> Satisfied. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a great time having y'all. And I hope you have a beautiful and safe virus-free day. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.